0: In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, may the peace and blessings of Allah be with all of you. I hope that everybody's doing extremely well. We're going to continue with another social media post today. It is a quote by the famous Stoic Um, Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius, who is reported to have said, of course, according to the English language, because Marcus Aurelius lol didn't speak in English, it says, tranquility comes when one stops worrying about what they say or think or do, only care about what you do. To repeat that, Marcus Aurelius is reported to have said, tranquility comes when one stops worrying about what they say or think or do, only care about what you do. Now, this is a very interesting statement and can be explored on a number of different levels, particularly in the context of, the, of spiritual growth and spiritual development. And I've said previously that Islam is the ultimate source of liberation, of freedom, and the way shapes free people. It enables people to become free from the shackles of inaccurate perception, seeing the universe in a, in a squiff, in a, in a myopic manner, but simultaneously freeing us from concern and fear of what other people around us think. And that's why the blessed messenger Muhammad, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is reported to have said, according to the English translation, that there will come a time in which holding on to your deen, holding on to your worldview, will be more challenging than holding on to a burning hot coal. Because those who live in the manner that we live, those who believe the things that we believe, will be looked at by society, by others, as being a little bit unusual. A little bit weird a little bit strange and you know that the blessed messenger muhammad may the peace and blessings of allah be upon him is also reported to have said that islam came as something strange and islam will return to something strange so blessed are the strangers blessed are those who are different who are unique And therefore, this statement by Marcus Aurelius, I think, mirrors this notion in the Islamic tradition of being liberated from fear of what people think about you. As long as the Almighty, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Almighty, is pleased with you or you believe that you are acting with the intent to gain the divine pleasure. But we do have to contextualize that a little bit because Allah Almighty states in the Holy Quran, again, according to the English translation, there are different translations of this verse. Some people say, it says, ask those who know if you do not know. Okay, ask people of knowledge if you do not know the answer. And other translators have referenced the idea of those who know as being vaakir, yani, those who remember Allah, those who remember the Almighty or those who have knowledge of the truth. Ask the people of knowledge, the people of remembrance, if you not know yourself. So therefore, we're not a people of arrogance. We're not people who believe that we understand everything in the world and when, you know, people will commonly say, I'm going to do this and nobody can stop me. Well, that's not a very positive attitude. That's not a very sensible way of looking at the universe, because there are far more things in the universe that you don't know than that which you do know. Therefore, we need the support, the help, the guidance of people who have greater levels of knowledge than us, whether that refers to people of expertise in this worldly realm or whether that refers to spiritual guides and supports who can help us on the path towards him. Therefore, we have to have that humility, because Islam and arrogance and pride cannot coexist together. We say that on this path you cannot enter into the Durga, you cannot enter into the spiritual center, you cannot enter onto the spiritual path if you are proud. You have to bow, you have to lower yourself, you have to be humble enough to acknowledge your own dysfunction, to acknowledge your own myopia, your own limited understanding of the universe and be humble enough to accept that. So therefore, we contextualise Marcus Aurelius' statement by saying, well, I don't think it means I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do, or I'm not prepared to listen to you. Or also, I don't care about people's perceptions of me. That's not a healthy way to exist either. We have to find this perfect equilibrium, this perfect balance of the blessed messenger Muhammad. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. On the one hand, we have to be liberated from concern of acting or worshipping human beings, let's say. Well, I'm not prepared to do what is appropriate. I'm not prepared to do what is correct because my community my family my society might look at me and say well that person's a bit weird well let me let you into a secret blessed are the strangers blessed are the weirdos blessed are the ones who are a little bit out there that's something that we should take honor in when it is done for the sake of Allah Almighty not just wanting to be weird for the sake of being weird not just behaving in an irregular pattern in order to attain more renown or more significance this is not virtuous this is not beautiful And if people frequently say that 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 person over there is not very friendly, is not very nice, well, that's not a good thing, is it? Nobody can argue that that's a positive thing or that's good for your relationship with the Almighty. If everybody thinks you're grumpy and rude, no, of course not. When you meet someone, you want to give the best impression. You want to to be as sincere and authentic and kind and compassionate and empathetic as you possibly can when engaging with other people. But la ilaha illallah. And that's where Marcus Aurelius' statement really comes to life, which is that we worship Allah Almighty alone, which means that at the deepest level, in the deepest core of our being, we exist in order to earn the divine pleasure. And there will be occasions in our lives, it may happen frequently, especially in this modern period, especially in the, in the grasp of modernity when, you know, our way of life is somewhat unusual, or our beliefs about the world are somewhat strange. There will be times in which the pleasure of the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala conflicts with the pleasure of the people who surround us. And then we have to make a very clear decision, which is that the principle in Islamic law, the principle in the Islamic faith is that there is no obedience to the creation over the creator. And that is what liberates us, right, from concern and, and worry and fear about what people are going to say about us and what people are going to think about our lifestyle. Because in that context, in that situation, that's when we say, well, I don't care what people think. La ilaha illallah. There is no illa, there is no deity other than the Almighty. And therefore, I'm going to act in accordance with that which I believe will bring his pleasure or will bring me his pleasure, rather. And so that's what we mean when we say that the way shapes free people. It liberates people from the shackles of the expectations of society and community. It doesn't mean that we reject those expectations and we reject responsibility. That's not what it means. It means that we don't live a life which is dictated by what other people want from us. Instead, we live a life that is dictated by what Allah Almighty wants from us or what we believe will earn his pleasure. And sometimes, on many occasions, the the pleasure of Allah Almighty is found in the pleasure of another person. For example, if you're a husband to a family, then of course you have to look after your family. You have to keep your wife happy. You have to keep your children happy. And therefore, Allah's pleasure is found in the pleasure of the family, for example. And the same with parents, the same with communal responsibilities, the same with your boss sometimes. Is that a bit uncomfortable to hear? Sometimes when she or he makes a demand on you or asks you to do something which is in the interest of the company and something that is not a violation of sharia, are not something that's not forbidden, then you must understand that the pleasure of Allah Almighty is in following those instructions and trying to, to generate and contribute to the company that you're working for. And that's not something that we like to hear all the time, is it? You know, we like this idea of being rebellious and being autonomous and individual. I don't need to listen to people. No, sometimes you do. Bro, sometimes you do. On many occasions, you have to listen to the people around you. You have to follow the instructions of those who are in a superior position to you. Allah Almighty says in the Holy Qur'an, obey Allah, obey the messenger, and obey those in authority over you. Sometimes we have to do that, right? We have to do that when it is appropriate to do so. And that is how we earn Allah's pleasure. But we must remember that everything is contextualized. Everything is under the umbrella of La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. And there is this sense of autonomy which defines the spiritual being. The, the spiritual being, the one who is awakened, is liberated, liberated from fear of what other people think of her or him. And that makes her very frank, very honest, very authentic, very sincere. It never precludes courtesy. It never means that just because a person has seen this light, seen this reality, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, that they can be discourteous or rude under any circumstances. Courtesy is something that can never be dispensed with. But if you have been around the people of Allah Almighty, you have been around people who are awakened and see things as they truly are, or at the very least have caught a glimpse of things as they truly are, you will know that they're not always easy to get on with. They're not always, you know, smooth riding. Sometimes you, they will point things out to you. Sometimes they will hold you to account. Sometimes they will disagree with people because they are acting for the pleasure of Allah Almighty. Especially in an age which has many extreme elements to it, like extreme wastage of food, for example, extreme consumption, consumption, sorry, extreme expenditure on. Products and things that have absolutely no bearing or any benefit on our life in any way. If you spend time in the company of a, an awakened person, then they're not going to be thinking about what everybody else is saying or doing. Well, have you earned this much money? Is your house furnished from the latest catalog? Are you, you know, Partaking in the activities, the social activities, the social events that other people are. Are you, you know, in high society, etc., etc. The people of Allah Almighty have left this behind them a long time ago. They're not concerned with this. The only thing that they are concerned about, which is echoes, which echoes the statement of Marcus Aurelius, they only care about what they do. They're not focused upon what other people are contributing. They're not looking at somebody else's behaviour. They're not looking at whether or not they're keeping up with the quote-unquote Joneses in the community. But instead, they are focused solely and exclusively upon what? Upon the pleasure of Allah Almighty. And that is the criterion by which they live their life. That's how they make their decisions. That's how they decide, will I do this or will I do that? Will I say this or will I say that? The only criterion is, will this bring the divine pleasure? Will this make Allah Almighty please? with me? Is this the most appropriate use of my energy, the most appropriate use of my life? Or, Is there something better for me to be doing? Am I driven? Am I motivated by trying to impress the neighbours when I roll up in my new BMW? Or am I doing this for the sake of Allah Almighty? Is there a better way for me to utilise this money? Could I be more constructive with it? Could I benefit more? Could I contribute more to my community, my family, my society? Rather than buying that flashy motor, could I use it for something more beneficial, more advantageous? So let's summarise the key points of that discussion. The first thing is that this is not a statement of arrogance. Tranquility comes when one stops worrying about what they say or think or do. You must be humble enough to spend time in the company of people who uplift you. And you must listen. You must be prepared to close the mouth and listen with the ears so that you can start to see things in the manner that awakened beings see things. When you are confused, turn to people who know. Turn to people who remember Allah Almighty or turn to people who have greater knowledge of a particular subject, a particular subject area, or a particular issue in your life than you do. But what we must also avoid is this, what should we say, this surrendering of autonomy. Okay, you don't go to somebody and say, what shall I do in this situation? You should never do that. What you should say instead is, advise me. Give me advice. Tell me what you think is the best thing for me to do in this situation. Why? What's the distinction between those two? There's a very nuanced difference. Because if I go to you and I say, what shall I do? Tell me what to do now. And you say, I think you should do X. I do X. And then what happens? My life collapses. My life falls apart. Well, then what do I do? What's my human reaction? My insanity, my insane nature. What am I going to do? I'm going to say, well, you told me to do that. What would you do that for? Now look at my life. Thanks a lot, buddy. That's the way that I'm going to respond to it. That's not that's not appropriate. That's not correct. The person who believes that they are a victim of their circumstances is moving away from the path. That's why autonomy is very, very important. If you go to somebody and seek advice from them, that's that's encouraged. That's the right thing to do. But you must also make the decision yourself. You must also take responsibility for the decision. You must realize that the advice that that person has given you is sincere. That's what they believe to be the most appropriate thing to do. But on Yom Who will stand before the Lord of all the worlds? You. You are the one who is responsible for your decision-making process. You are the one who makes the decisions and the consequences are upon you. And you have to hold on to that. That takes courage and bravery. And it's very easy for us to start pointing fingers at people around us. And this is my experience with my own teacher, Sheikh Ibrahim, who on occasions when I would approach him and ask him, what shall I do in this situation? He was, oh, I don't know. Think about this and think about this. Evaluate, consider it, and then make a decision. You have to make the decision for yourself because... If we don't take responsibility for our own lives then who's going to take responsibility for it okay so when you do need to approach someone don't sublet decisions to other people in your life that is not appropriate The most appropriate thing that you can do is approach somebody, ask them, say, look, this is the situation I'm in. What would you do in that situation? Or have you got any advice for me? And then process that advice. Listen to it. Think about it. But nobody knows your life except you. Nobody knows the context that you are in except you. And you must take responsibility for your own decisions. Otherwise, further down the line, it's going to cause all sorts of mayhem, all sorts of problems internally and externally. And then Marcus Aurelius states that only care about what you do. That is how you attain a sense of sakina. You don't focus upon what everybody else is doing. You don't focus upon what you're getting from the universe. You don't focus upon how the how this event will unfold or why that person said this and why did that person do that X, Y, Z, etc. Instead, you focus all of your attention upon your own contribution to the situation. This is where I am. I am in this moment. Is this moment arbitrary? Is this moment random? Nope, of course it's not. This is from Allah my Allah has created this circumstance in order to educate me, in order to nurture me, in order to elevate me, in order to give me the opportunity to return to my primordial wholeness. Now, what am I going to do in this moment? What is the most appropriate response to this moment? That's my task. What is going to bring about the divine pleasure? Yeah, but what is he going to say? Or mm, what will she say? Or, oh my gosh, I don't know if they'll kick me out of the club because I said something incorrect or inappropriate. Mm. No, this is not our concern. Our concern is him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and his pleasure. What can I do in this moment that will please him? Mm, Very easy to say, Mr. Yusuf, a very simple thing to say on a microphone, but the reality of it is very, very difficult. We are all impacted upon by our environment. We all care what the people around us think. Of course we do. But this path breeds liberated people. It breeds people who are free and able to act solely for the sake of Allah Almighty. And so we ask Allah Almighty to be counted amongst those people and to strive in that direction, to realize that we listen We observe, we spend time in the company of the best people we can find. The blessed messenger Muhammad, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said what? Said, you are upon the deen, you are upon the worldview, the way of life of your closest friends. So spend time in the company of people who will uplift you, but recognize at the same time that ultimately it's on you. Your life is on you. You have to take responsibility for your own decisions, you have to listen and respect the people around you, but ultimately you make the decisions for yourself and you will be held to account on Yawm al-Qiyamah for what you have done. We ask Allah to bless us and make us of those who are liberated, of those who are free of the concerns of this world and only act exclusively and solely for the sake of the Almighty. Inna Allah <laughs> wa malaikatahu yusalluna 'ala an-nabi, ya ayyuhalladhina amanu wa sallimu اللهم صلِّ على سيدنا محمدٍ عبدك ورسولك النبي أمّي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العالمين ما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين سلام عليكم.